Well, started off talking about a relationship I had with a chick that came to a fiery end. It came to a fiery beginning and then a fiery end, but it has remained throughout. So keep that in mind that. Like fuck this. So this dates back like ten years. Wait, it's like still this. happening. You, but what do you mean by remain throughout? Or it was just okay, consistently well, what I mean shit. Is we we just like reconnect every few years, hang out for a few weeks, and then it becomes abundantly clear again. Oh no, this is why we stopped hanging mm. out. But mm. uh, in the first iteration of that, we had this relationship, and she used to do sex work on the side so she had like a regular job but she would do sex work and she would tell me about it and then after we broke up she ended up being a dancer a stripper but if you're in the industry the dancer so this was in this is so she had moved and she moved to windsor ontario mm. which is the city that borders on detroit mm -hmm. on the canadian side of the border Mm -hmm. Okay. Are there and a lot of strip clubs? I know a lot of the the cities that border New York with Canada. Every single border city has a lot of strip clubs. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Every I single one. I noticed that. So, I noticed that. So there's a lot. So there's a lot. And meaning the city has not much to offer except titties, casinos, okay. and strip clubs. Okay. And so it is I enough was to down. offer. It is enough to offer if you feel. If you're but I mean, Outside of that, the city, they a lot of those cities, they're really sad cities. Okay. Uh, worn out, tired, just not much opportunity. But if you have that opportunity, you go there. A lot of drugs are easy to get. Yeah, it's a border city, and, dude. Because it's a border city. Yeah, yeah. Think I can't it. wait till we do our Sicario episode so I can tell you about walking to Mexico and what happened <laughs> while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the same thing like down yeah, south yeah, you know no. the bordering cities that border on mexico uh-huh except they let goes. animals fuck women down there we'll get to it we'll get to it, it, we'll yeah, do it so eventually. Like, yeah so <laughs> this is this is a canadian city bordering on america on the american border and but it's a really anything goes within reason but anything go, like it's hey let it fly mm-hmm mm -hmm. So her and I had broken Cowboy up rules. and she had done the, oh, like, I don't want to talk to you. Don't contact me thing. Okay. Like, okay. And over what? Who knows? So I went there for a bachelor party and I'm like, oh shit, that girl, I don't want to say her name. Uh, Penny. Well, I'll use her, her stripper name, Penny. So Penny's like, oh <laughs> I I knew that she was the last time we talked. She's like, I I'm living here. I'm dancing now. And her stripper name is there. Penny. Her stripper name is Penny. Yeah. You know the and, stripper in this movie. Do you know what she's credited for in in the credits? Like her first and last name is Penny Slots. By the way, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to the, <laughs> fan... the bombshell blonde. The yeah, bombshell yeah, blonde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This actress uh, also anyway. financed and wrote and produced and starred in the fan fiction showgirls sequel movie that exists i know That's very I know that, easy yeah. to rent called pennies from Heaven. yeah it was like yeah. penny's revenge or whatever yeah something yeah. like that like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pennies from heaven's an actual movie um she is she is the hottest person in this movie um, what? okay 
Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll that get discussion. To that. We'll get to, we'll rank. Keep it moving. We'll keep them. it moving. Because yeah. I'm fucking. I'm looking at the clock here. I'm <laughs> haven't even got to the story yet. So, <laughs> I, I'm in Windsor. I want to see an X. And I said, and it was a bachelor party, and we were doing a tour of the Canadian Club Distillery, mm. and like midday, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. And yeah. I said to my friend, "Hey, text this girl. Here's a number. Text her because girls have a lot of uh, clients, uh, whatever customer customers that they give, they just give their numbers out." But it's not a lot of time. It's not even their real number. Mm. But she had a real number, and I said, "Hey, Texas number," because I didn't know which club she worked at. I said, "Hey, hey, I'm in town. Which club are you at? Just say that." And and so he sends it, and then in the middle of the distillery thing, he goes, "Oh, I just got a response like an hour later," mm. and she's like, "Hey, yeah, I am working. I'm at such and such club, which I'll say it at the end here. I'm at this club." Why don't you? She goes, but I'm sorry, I don't have your contact information saved. Who is this? And he goes, what should I put? And I said, just say it's Jeff. Yeah. And he goes, it's Jeff. She goes, oh, hey Jeff! Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, Jeffy Jeff Jeff. Oh my god, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna be working at this club. Please come through. I'd love to see you. So I'm dying of laughter. I'm in the middle of this whiskey tour where they're feeding you drinks and everything yeah, and talking about how Al, yeah. Al Capone, yeah, I'm day drinking and how Al Capone was involved in this because this is prohibition shit. No, yeah. It doesn't matter. So we, so then fast forward and I guess I'm getting, I'm hitting the beats quick here because then now it now all speeds up. So then we drink and we go out and then eventually we said, hey, let's go to the strip club. We're like, let's go to the one where Penny's working. And by the way, it is the best one in Windsor. So we're there and we're just hanging out. There's like a group of seven, eight of us. It's, like, it's a crew. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder if I'll see her. And I see her. And she looks great because she's all like done up in stripper shit mm-hmm. and under lights. And she looks hot as fuck, right? I'm like, oh, man, I really. And I'm thinking she's going to see me. We're going to talk a bit. We're going to exchange numbers. We're going to whatever. And we're going to, I'm like, I'm going to fuck her tonight. I'm thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's how it usually goes. She hates me, hates me, hates me, sees me. We hook back up. So I see her, but she's talking to this customer who is an older dude, like easily in his fifties. And she's keeps making eye contact with me. And I kind of make eye contact with her. After 30, 40 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna I just gonna talk to this chick. Make but move. she's not going in the back with the dude. She's yeah. just chilling, right? And I walk up and I'm like, hey, I know you're working, but isn't it crazy? Like we ran into each other. Cause I'm look, we used to date now I'm, and she just looks at me and she goes, I never met you in my life. <laughs> Of all the I'm gin like, joints what? in gin town. Hey, yo. I'm like, what? I literally said, what? I don't know who you are. And she looks at the guy, says, it points at me. I don't know who this is while she's talking to the guy. And I go, oh, you're really going to play it like this? She goes, yep. Said, all right. <laughs> okay. And I walked away and that was that. And 
it's funny because this movie, we're talking about showgirls. And this is about a girl who rewrites her own history and gets a fresh start. And that's what she was doing to me. Like, oh, I don't know who you are because whatever happened in my past, it didn't happen. And I just want to deny it. And then fast forward, her and I reconnected, what, six months later, whatever you want to call it, six, 10 months later, and we hooked up. And then she says to me, like, basically post-coitus, like post-hookup, she's like, wasn't that crazy when I saw you in Windsor? I'm like, what? She goes, remember <laughs> I saw you at Windsor? She's like, it was wild. Like I was working, you came in, you saw me. She's like, that was so nuts. Yeah, you didn't ask her what the fuck was up with that? That was weird? No, because this is a fucking crazy person. Like what, yeah, what are you talking true. about, Andy? Yeah. L- listen, yeah, yeah. listen to what you just asked me. Yeah, this yeah. is clearly a crazy person saying crazy things just like what this movie. And guess what the name of the strip club was? I bet you can guess. Cheetah Club? Cheetahs. Wow. That's cool, man. That's cool. My local strip club's name is the Tender Trap, and I think it's the funniest name like of all time. Like, yeah, but you're time. like for the listeners, you're you're oh, brushing yeah. aside. That oh yeah, that's so fucking funny. Cheetah Club is the name of the strip club in Showgirls, where Nomi dances before she gets discovered, and. This whole story I was saying, it all took place at a place in Windsor called Cheetahs, which has a shower on stage. Have you been to places that do that? They do a shower like on the stage and you can, you pay like 40 bucks extra and they'll bring a guy up there and they literally like suds him up and they like, they put him in boxers and they like shower and the girls (laughs) all naked and they get all wet and everything. That's insane. That's such a cool little extra thing for them to have. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the strip club is... It's not the greatest, but it is the greatest because of how just like grimy it is. That's amazing. Um, I guess you could say the same thing about Showgirls. It's not the greatest for some people. It might be the greatest. It is grimy. But today we are talking about 1995's Showgirls directed by uh, Horny King, Paul Verhoeven here on DGen Cinema Podcast, a podcast for fucked up movie lovers where two degenerates are analyzing film through the lenses of the vices, addictions, and flaws that we share with their dysfunctional characters. Brandon, it is time for us to get some brown rice and vegetables and podcast. Um, and I'll tell you, if if you're a dancer, I'll pay you extra to pretend you do know who I am. Yeah, exactly. That's like what I'm paying you for, dude, to pay attention to me. <laughs> But this movie, uh, let's be honest here, folks. We are not fans of this movie. I, I don't like this movie. I don't like it on the levels that people have retroactively. We're not going to get into the. We'll get to the discussion later of reappraise this movie as a uh, you're not just not in on the joke. It's a trasher piece. But I will say I am here for it. And if you want to give it, me a filled theater with people hooting, hollering, watching this movie. Sure, I'm I'm in, but I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to your face. It's not good, and it, whatever level you want to say, it is good. You just don't get it. No, it just. I am in the same boat with this fucking movie, and like this was a movie that when it came out, it was so highly publicized because of the NC-17 rating, because there had never been a wide release NC-17 because it was a, film. It starred the girl from Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell just ended like a year earlier. 
Yeah. And again, like this was an MGM movie that was being released in like, you know, 3000 theaters or something like that with a major budget by other than Shane Black, maybe the most expensive screenwriter of all time. Like this was a big deal. And then when it came out, it fell so flat. Um, Paul Verhoeven too, at like the top of his game and, I love Verhoeven, like top 20. Basic Instinct was a monster, monster hit. So was Robocop. So was. um, Yeah, but this is on the. This is following Basic Instinct. This is a direct follow up to Basic Instinct. Exactly. His career, like in America at that point, was like Flesh and Blood, Robocop, fucking Total Recall, Basic Instinct, and then Showgirls. Um, Yeah. Even though basic, sorry, even though Total Recall was really wacky, people still showed up and supported this movie and threw money at this movie. All of his films, and they were were actually fine with saying, "I just didn't understand everything," but they're like, "I still had a good time." Massive, massive fucking hits, and I think Showgirls was the point where like both American audiences and studios started to think like maybe Paul Verhoeven shouldn't get the same budgets as like Roland Emmerich and like Jerry Bruckheimer, because like that's who like he was like competing with at the time, which is insane because he's a sex obsessed Dutchman who talks like Austin Powers gold member. And like every time he was handed a script, he just so fundamentally misinterpreted it and turned it into something like completely different. And I think he was trying that with showgirls and failing miserably. Right. Like it fell so flat on its fucking face. Um, And now, like you mentioned the, the, the reappraisal of this thing, I didn't get it. I saw this movie in theaters as a nine-year-old, um, I you wasn't a theater as a, in a initial run. Yeah, man. My dad, <laughs> I, I, I've talked quite a bit about like uh, my dad's own degenerate behavior, but uh, he like just took me. And when they said like, no, this is NC 17. He's like, what although I will you? add, I rented this movie as a kid and watched it with my dad, but mm. he didn't bring me to the theater to watch it. Yeah. My dad took me to the theater for this and strip tease. Um, for- well, I mean, strip tease is, is really vanilla except there's just a there's some tits yeah actually yeah. that bombshell blonde isn't she in that as well she is absolutely yeah. she is um what's her name no i don't know pennies from heaven no. i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> but um i this movie ended up doing very well on home fucking video and in the past i'd say like five years there's been this massive like you don't understand showgirls is a masterpiece movie geek revisionist reappraisal whatever term you want to use like oh Holly v verhoven was way ahead of us we just didn't get it at the time it's deliberately bad no it's it's just bad yeah it's not even like starship troopers where like i agree with that exactly. assessment. i get i get the starship troopers the satire was so thick and when you watch the starship troopers now the satire is even crazier than you remember yes i'm telling you i just watched this week for the podcast (laughs) showgirls there isn't any hint of me picking up wink wink no it's just 
bad. It's it's like Paul Verhoeven being like, sex leads to all bad things and the world is a horrible place, you know? Paul Verhoeven, they said, Paul Verhoeven said, I'd like to, he said that with producers, I'd like to make a movie about Las Vegas, one of the most vile places on earth where your greatest fantasies come true, whatever. They go, oh, that sounds they go, that sounds great. That sounds great, Paul. Um, have you had so what is about Las Vegas you like personally? Oh, I've never been there. No. I don't know it. No. No. <laughs> it's like you're gonna make a movie about a place you don't know at all. And okay, how about strip clubs? Oh, I've never been to a strip club. Oh, I've never seen a Las Vegas show. <laughs> It's like he picked the script from Robocop okay, out of the trash, well then, and he's you like, "You at least know dancing, right, Paul?" Oh no, no, I don't know dancing either. <laughs> well, that was like, the, from what I've heard with Paul Verhoeven, he's like, "When I was a kid in the Netherlands, I always loved the big American musical, and I thought this is my big American musical. Like this is him trying to make like uh, a like uh, like a Berkeley Chicago. movie or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And just like, no, you don't understand anything, you know, um, to its credits. I went and saw this thing at like an IFC center or something in Manhattan or Brooklyn a couple years ago because they were doing like a midnight showing. And I was but like, before you, has your dick ever been softer with seeing this many beautiful women in this great of tits? Like, I can't believe how unaroused I am watching this movie. And virtually every girl they show is so hot. 14 out of yeah. 10. Yeah. Everyone and I'm is like, so this is hot. just not hot at all. It is the least erotic, erotic film of all time. And we have talked about crash the movie where people fuck and have car accidents. Um, this might take the cake for that. You no, I mean you can you can fucking jill off, jack off to crash. You can jill off, jack off to. I mean, Basic Instinct is like easily, easily. Yeah, you yeah. Get off, get off Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah. Th totally. This is like so inherently unerotic. It's yeah. wild. Like nothing. You literally about this. think you watch it, you go, wait, has Elizabeth Berkeley, is she actually Jesse from Saved by the Bell and is a virgin? Because I feel like she's never had sex and she's pretending this is what people have sex or like, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> how so everyone acts in this movie. And like the way everyone. people talk about sex in this movie are like, has anyone ever uttered these words ever? <laughs> Like, did they just learn the English language yesterday? You know, it's, it's. Oh, you like tits? I like tits too. What the fuck? Are you... I've eaten dog food. Like that whole dog food scene is like so confusing. And like when he's talking about how he just got married, he's like, bitch, get me a beer. It's like, cause that's how American men talk. Like it's so yeah. fucking weird. Um, but I did go to one of these fucking midnight movies and I, I've gone to midnight movies at whatever theater that was and, and like had a blast. Like I'm a Rocky horror fan. I'm an El Topo fan, fucking Holy mountain, all these things. Like I love these things and I love camp. You know, I'm a huge, huge, huge John Waters guy to the point where like I have a little John Waters statue in like my very professional work office just to be okay. like, just like <laughs> I get down, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm so I'll like the, eat shit if I have to. Yeah, like the one. <laughs> That's person, what you're saying to the boss. Mm -hmm. The bosses are like, the boss is dumping you. You're like, I have no problem eating shit. 
Exactly. I like eating shit so much. They call me divine. My boys call me divine. Kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> What's your solution? Uh, kill everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, like I love that stuff, man. And, um, you know, I, I like used to go down to Baltimore and like go to the gay parade and like see John Waters, like as the, uh, the parade King and all that, mm, um, the marshal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On like a giant divine balloon float. Like it was fantastic. Mm. It was I've never had more fun. Um, so I'm thinking like there must be something to this. Maybe I'm missing something. Because guys like me and you, like we hear people who like we respect their opinion saying this shit, and we're like, what the fuck? Um and I'm 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 also okay. I will accept that 13-year-old me had the wrong take because that's allowable. Yeah. <laughs> And then I now, try it again. I go, no, actually, 13-year-old me was dead on. Well, I will say when I saw this thing at one of those, uh, at this screening, I realized very quickly the main audience is predominantly, like, gay Gen Xers, right? Yeah. Um, and they were having so much fun that it. I did kind of get the, like, Oh, this is infectious seeing this in a crowd. Like we were talking well, about like, and also the, it's filled with pageantry. And if you're into that, and if you're a gay person who identifies with that type of mm-hmm. Joe, then, or, um, excessiveness. So you're like, yes, you know, yes, girlfriend, whoever, you know, I'm not trying to do gay voice here. Yeah, but it's of like, course. yeah, yeah. It's like, work it. It's like, then I, then it's fun as fuck for you. But, but if it, it's like it's not across the board that gay people like it. There's a sect of gay people that identify with the they're all done up, and even their her like her day to day wardrobe is wild. so tacky '90s. But it's like mm-hmm. it's wild. Like no one ever dressed like this, even in Las Vegas in the '90s. I'm telling you, whores in Las Vegas in the '90s did not dress like that. But when I'm watching Rocky Horror. Wore Carl Kanai sweatpants and fucking baggy shit. Like that's how they actually dress. Yeah, yeah. But but like when I'm watching Rocky Horror, like in the theater, one of the things is like, oh, even if these characters are reprehensible, I like them. Like I think Doctor Frankenfooter is fucking cool, and Brandon and Janet mm-hmm. are hilarious, and like I yeah. like all these characters. The thing with Showgirls is everyone in this movie sucks and it's so fucking tough especially elizabeth berkeley's well then let me dive into this because i and i think that there's so you mentioned that there is a certain sect of the well lgbtq if you want flat out gay queer whatever label you want to say that that enjoy this there is a certain sect of women and a lot of them are of the BPD, borderline personality disorder community, mm-hmm. or that identify as bipolar or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. AKA that our, are like, our kind of woman. Yeah, I understand. By the way, uh, the type of women I beg every day slides into my DMs mm-hmm. and follows the podcast and yep. want to talk movies with me. Yep. My, I longest, love you. Uh, my longest standing relationships are usually with uh, crazy BPD women. I Who the fuck do you think I opened the pod? The story, the, what do you think she's like? The girl oh. I opened the pod, the story about it. her, right? I get it. And I love them, mm-hmm. but I could see how they watch people with that. They watch this. I said, oh, I love Nomi. She's so fucking spazzy. We're talking about Elizabeth Berkeley's Nomi. She's so spazzy at the, not 
she opens up with just pulling out a switchblade because she's in a car with a random guy. Mm-hmm. So like, he's going to fl- be flirty with me. She just pulls out a switchblade. It's like, okay, you're a bombshell with your tits out and you're not that she deserves it, but hey, you got to be minding yourself here. But she just immediately goes switchblade out. Okay, yeah. fine. Even that. Fine, fine. Because mm-hmm. I just want She's like, I'm just being strong here, yep. right? Safe. Plan is safe. She immediately leaves her shit in his car and just leaves everything of her worldly possessions with him. That is, you were so stupid, like so stupid. Mm-hmm. Then he goes, here's 10 bucks to gamble with. She turns it into 300. I'm making up the numbers, but whatever. It doesn't matter. The comedic then, gold coins coming out and her like Yeah, and then she them. loses yeah. it all and she starts getting spazzy and then she goes, oh, fuck. It's been three and a half hours. I forgot about all my stuff and it's obviously all gone. She's like, can you believe this? And she almost gets hit by a car and a stranger helps her. And it was a very nice female stranger who says, not only helps her, I'll buy you a meal. While she's buying the meal, the stranger asks her two questions, which are very innocuous. And Nomi loses her mind and splashes the fries and ketchup everywhere all over the place. Stabs the fries with the ketchup like it's well, so that was before that was before that oh, she yeah, gets yeah, so yeah. frustrated. She literally flips up the basket of fries into the air. <laughs> and she also pukes on this woman too. I was thinking about she how you just pu- yeah, she had just puked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and thinking about how says, the kid threw up in your friend's mom's car when I was watching this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the the random woman says, Oh, do you want to stay at my place for a while? Moves in with her. Moves in with her. Moves and in with her. And then gives her the opportunity for everything that leads up in everything in her life that is positive. And, and oh. she, what, what is the other thing? Oh, there's a point in this movie, like Nomi is in the car with her and she pulls out a ring pop and she just starts sucking a ring pop randomly. <laughs> well, that's what sex and is. Anytime she eats, know, by the way, anytime Nomi eats in this movie, it's a disaster. When she's in the car with the dance instructor guy, the dread-haired dude, uh, mm-hmm. Glenn, um, Glenn Plummer. Yeah. He goes, I'll get you the best meal in Vegas. He buys her a burger. And she's eating the burger. If you could see how she's eating it, it's like, has, I've, have you ever eaten a hamburger before? This isn't how you're supposed to be doing it. It's weird. It's actually oh. weird. All this woman talks about in her free time is potato chips and hamburgers. She Mm -hmm. mentions it in every scene where it's like supposed to be a like get to know you just hanging out scene. She's just running around looking for potato chips. It's so weird. Did you eat the potato chips? I ate the potato chips. Like people don't talk like And then to say like, did you eat potato chips? And the girl says, no. You did eat them. Oh my god! Go buy. This is 1995. It's 99 cents for a bag of fucking chips. What are you doing here? And like when she comes home, like all fucking coked out, she's like, "Look what I found!" And like pulls out the bag of potato chips and like opens it with her super crumply loud. But they literally they the the audio for it too. They make it so loud, like they put a mic inside the bag. It's weird. Paul Verhoeven's like, well, all Americans love potato chips and gold. Like, it's... it's, And tits. And tits, yeah, and tits. And rape and cocaine. Um, 
yeah, Nomi sucks. She is a fucking crazy person. They keep talking about how she's like got the juice and like she's such a good dancer. Every time we see this woman dancing, I think it's- I told you today, it looks like she's doing a combo move in Street Fighter 2. Like she's just Hadoken like people. Like Tekken. Like Tekken. She's like, like at the she end, looks like those inflatable motherfuckers outside the used car, car lots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's flapping around because she's all limbs and she's really mm-hmm. not good at using the limbs. And mm-hmm. each time they move, all of the dancers in this, all of them, each time they do a move, they go. <laughs> and when she when she watches people dance, she like imitates them. And like is doing it completely wrong. Like the the famous thing is the the like jazz hand thing, where mm-hmm. she like sees the person do it and she's like, flare, flare, and uh, it's it's fucking bizarre, dude. Like, talk about the cheetah club because I don't like strip clubs like the main. Like, I would not be interested in like the showgirls routine stuff like in my personal life like i i really do don't mean, like going do you, i don't i don't i actually like, don't like the nice, saying, saying showgirls, the nice casino the nice showgirls oh 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 of course not yeah course like not. It, it, i stopped going to strip clubs in new york when they stopped letting me jerk off underneath their tables you know what i mean um <laughs> <laughs> like if you're your like, place what, did you change the policy they're like no actually that was always the policy we just finally found out you were doing it yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like if the place doesn't reek of like bleach fuck, and jizz. Giuliani, fucking Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, we just don't want you jerking off all over things. And if yeah. you do jerk off in the back and do it in a sanitized way, in a contained sanitized way. Have you ever been to a um a place that has the booths that let you jerk off in them? No, I haven't gone inside of those. They're fucking wild, dude. Like, um, <laughs> you know, I've never like jerked. You're talking peep show. Yeah, I'm talking peep show. There's um, there's a strip club near me that still has those things, and like the front is like a like a porno, yeah, like store. I've and been then- to those booths you can jerk off in late. Uh, it's called IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's called the public library. Um, <laughs> like they got the fucking computers. I'm jerking off with like homeless boomers who don't know how to use the internet. Um, <laughs> one time I was at a library. It's called a Starbucks. Um, you got free Wi-Fi. One time I was because at my work you couldn't check any social media because all those sites were blocked. Mm-hmm. And I was on break, and I and the work was right across from. Um, it was in Toronto. It was right across from a the big public library then and mm-hmm. i would go there sometimes and just check oh what's going on, on facebook or whatever the fuck just to kill mm-hmm. lunch hour mm-hmm. and next to me is this uh, I, he looked homeless whatever you want to call him mm-hmm. raggedy looking dude mm-hmm. older guy Scruff. and he was on um, a site that you could gamble on electronic horse races nice that's amazing <laughs> he was dumping money <laughs> kind of hot tip for 
uh, junkies out there is like, if you buy your drugs and you're like looking for a local place to like go do them because like you're impatient and you can't wait to like get back to your house, like instead of going to like a gas station and like going in the bathroom and like, Mm -hmm. you know, accidentally stumbling upon like the worst fucking bathroom of all time because most of the time yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like i unfortunately i live in suffolk county new york i know what like the majority of the gas stations bathrooms look like from just how many times i've like stopped at them to try and do drugs in them mm-hmm. um and then i learned if you go to public libraries one their bathrooms are usually nice and two when you overdose they're very responsive. They're not as nice as uh, they're at least sanitized. I think is what we're more looking for. Yeah, yeah, they're sanitized. And then when somebody finds you in there not breathing, they're usually very quick to call the police, which is very nice. Or like the public. <laughs> the, <you know>. Yeah, <laughs> and like I've talked to other people in recovery where I was like. Yeah, I overdosed in a library one time and they're like, me too. And like, it's like a thing, like for some reason. And I asked them why. And they're like, oh, I used to just go shoot up at the fucking library because like if I died, they were always like really quick to call an ambulance. They're very considerate over there, the librarians. Um, But like the cheetah is kind of um, my kind of my kind of strip club. Um, And like when doing some research on this fucking movie as much as I could fucking do without like vomiting and like going insane today. Um, the cheetah in real life, the has like its own Wikipedia page and it's like famous for, you know, being in the movie Showgirls, And then you go to like, see also, and it's like the owners went to prison for like embezzlement and like drug trafficking, which it was no surprise to me. And I then mean, it I was going to say it is a strip club. Uh, yeah. Like no, the strip clubs are either owned by people who are doing shady shit like that or, or the mafia biker gangs. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Same thing. And then it says um, another fun fact was the terrorists responsible for nine 11 were frequent patrons uh, before committing the attacks. Well, I actually have heard that before. I didn't know the exact club, but yes, that's Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) I was like, whoa, what a twist. What a twist. Al Qaeda was literally giving them money and going like, okay, go do your shit while you're, cause you're going to like go. Yeah. Anyways, let's get off that topic. It's a little too sour here, but there's the, um, there's like the big fat lady there. Like, you know, all Mm -hmm. those strip clubs, you always have like the kind of busted one and like the one with like, you know, the prolapsed asshole. Like there's always like, it's almost like an oddity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, a tiny person, uh, something along those lines. And like the local one with the. the Although D-Gen Cinema is pro prolapsed asshole for any woman. That, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen prolapsed assholes once in the wild um, at at the strip club and, and once in a medical setting. And uh, I was dating a nurse and. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching her like, cause I was like, I worked in a hospital and I was like hitting on her, I guess, while she was working. And it was just this like sedated old lady with a prolapsed asshole. And I'm watching her like, kind of like pushing it in. And I was like, nothing has ever turned me on more than this. And that was the beginning of the end. But, um, the strip club with the, you could say the relationship went that shit from there. <laughs> you pull your tits out with that thing. Yeah, that's me pulling my tits out. I didn't. I didn't know the noise to make. To, to make yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
I mean, the relationship did come to a conclusion when I Although asked I her to stick a catheter in The line that the, the house madam, large lady that goes on stage and tells jokes, the line she says, what do you call that worthless piece of skin around a pussy? A woman. <laughs> <laughs> Good bit. Good bit. That's actually pretty solid. <laughs> Good bit. Good bit. Next time somebody's looking good, I'm going to tell them, you look nicer than a 10-inch cock or whatever that lady says, yeah, too. Yeah. I, I do like that, too. Um, but- she even has, like, when she when when she visits the we'll, – we'll keep it moving. But when she visits the MGM or wherever the show is taking place to see Nomi, and she brings Stardust, yeah. and she brings uh, – uh, what's his first name? Cragleface? Davey. Yeah, what's his first name? Cragley McCraggleface. Yeah, marked uh, yeah. strip club pimp. Pocky McPockmark. She's talking shit and she's like making him cringe. Him? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who's demanding you suck my dick. The guy who literally says, I make you get used to the money, then I make you swallow. <laughs> yeah. And then hit the like nice like words of like encouragement as he's leaving is like, it must be nice to have a gig where people don't come on you, huh? It's like, whoa, this is so stupid. Um <laughs> So this strip club that I used to go to where you had to walk through a porno room and to the left was the where you went to watch the girls and to the right is where you could go to watch the the dudes. And then you have to pass the the booths that you could jerk off in. Uh, and then there were like a, a women's strip club and a men's strip club on, on each mm. side. Um, I saw some sick shit at this place. Like I, cause they let you smoke cigarettes in there and that's like super illegal in New York state. And I went to light a cigarette and the stripper literally grabbed it from me and like stuck it in her pussy and did like a backflip over and handed it to me with her pussy. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that was like pretty the man's version of, you know, when the guy pulls out a Zippo and he lights it, but he does yeah. it with one hand or lights it on his lights, lights it like on mm-hmm. his shoulder or whatever the fuck, like off mm-hmm. his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that version. Yeah. And then <laughs> or like, a hundred dollar bill on fire and match it back the guy in. who like does it on his, like his, uh, his five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, this was the same club that, um, I, I, they had a lady and her gimmick was like, she shot titty milk. Like, I think she was Mm -hmm. like pregnant or had like just had a kid or something. And like, that was her bitch. She would let you like suck titty milk and she would just come out like shooting it at you. And, um, the best was I, like, I went with my buddy. He like had just gotten home from like Afghanistan or something. And I was like, I got just the place. They let you do cocaine there. You could jerk off under the table. Like we're going to have a blast. And, um, I watched this woman do this like we're not gay jerking each other off. If we're looking at tits, no, I'm jerking myself off while I'm looking at the tits and letting this woman shove cigarettes in my mouth. Like it was with a pussy. This is like a fucking dream come true for me. That's like <laughs> marry me. Like I'm like pulling out the one of 25 fucking wedding bands that I had to buy after losing them at a fucking Coles to like hand, like throwing them at her instead of a tip. Um, Which North African country were these women from? Dude. The one woman, this lady was so butch and she's like eyeing down my fucking buddy. And I watch her go from like the end of the bar. And she had some like hardcore, like she was like stripping to like Rob Zombie's like Dragula or something. And there were like strobe lights going on. (laughs) And um, 
like there's a girl dancing in front of me. And then like I turned and I just watched this woman do this like flip and like grab my buddy's face with her fucking thighs and just start slamming his head into her fucking ass like somehow like she was doing a handstand and just going oh boom boom ass. boom boom yeah and then like reverse that's yeah, really like, difficult it was very very impressive but it was going on for quite some time and then because my friend's just throwing money and then eventually i just start seeing blood spraying like <laughs> literally just projectile blood like all over this woman and i realize she's breaking my friend's fucking nose and it's just like boom boom and like crushing his fucking nose bones and he's like we had to literally bring him to the hospital and explaining it to the emergency room like triage staff like how did it happen and i had to be like you had to see it, it was very impressive you know not a classy place, i got in a but- fight i got in a fight he was yeah. a pussy. Oh, hey. oh, oh, yeah. It was a real asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> buns of steel. Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking never forget that shit. But I never really got the like um, the kind of like classy erotica stuff that this thing like pretends to be. You know what I mean? Like like that Stardust review. Yeah, it, doesn't, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It never existed. You don't think that exists? Like I have no idea. No, topless show topless shows that were higher class existed, but to make them for one, they would come in and they said, Oh, like giant stars were like she's a star mm-hmm. writing in. They're like, Oh, we're gonna bring in they said Latoya, what they mean Jackson. Mm-hmm. We're gonna bring in uh Suzanne, they said they meant summers then, mm-hmm. like mid-90s Suzanne Summers. Mm-hmm. And then later that they said they legit fuck, say Paul Abdul and Paul Janet Abdul. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they legit <laughs> say Paul Abdul and Janet Jackson at one point. It's like, no, and... that never that never exists, never even close to existed. But yes, those shows existed that were supposed to be higher but to that level of degree that they were literally pulling in like Tyler McLaughlin's character do you see his place it's like he makes four million dollars a year in 1995 and he's the entertainment director yeah it's crazy I mean granted like the stardust is where Elvis like had his residency like that's the same stage I Um, understand that but I'm but like they're saying what he did running that show, not running it or making it happen, whatever, financially yeah, whatever. running it. Yeah. That no, that's by the way, yeah. anybody, even the guy who used to run Stardust when uh Elvis was there, he made the equivalent of 120 a year. He didn't make 40, you know, four million, eighteen million a year. Yeah. It's that's what Elvis made. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for the when Nomi makes it and she doesn't even you're like you don't take your fucking millions and cash out still living in a trailer probably not paying rent she never moves out of her friend they only have one bed in that trailer by the way yeah and it's a tiny a single sleeps on a couch next to some pringles or not even pringles her chips come in a bag um yeah, lays i i feel bad for some of the cast in this thing like they signed up for a joe esther house script directed by the guy who just made basic instinct 
the Kyle McLaughlin's and the Gina Gerson's of the world kind of more than well, let's talk about my boy. Well, before we talk about, or we can, do you want to do Gina Gershon? Or do you want to do my boy, uh, Glenn Plummer here? Who we want to talk about here? Dude, do your Glenn Plummer. I feel bad for him too. Like, okay. So Glenn Plummer, he's the dude with dreads in this, who is, by the way, he's giving it his all. He really is. It's just, Brandon, at one point in this thing, like he goes to try and fuck Jesse Spano. And she's like, I'm on my period. And he's like, Really? And he, she's like, yeah. you can feel. And she has him finger her while she's having yeah. her period. And he says, like, so what? I got some towels. Like, I feel so bad for this guy and what they made him he do. He says, and it's here, here. So early on, he says to her, trying to recruit her, you've got more natural talent when you dance than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we taught? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> yeah. And then she said, and he goes, when you fuck, when you dance, you're fucking people. She goes, I don't fuck people. He goes, Well, you dance like you do. And he goes, I can't believe you're doing that. And he literally says this everybody got AIDS and shit. Everybody got AIDS and shit. <laughs> and then he starts talking about she catches him because he's fucking the bombshell blonde chick. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't happen. even know. Maybe it was even before this, but he just says, He literally says, quote unquote, I have a problem with pussy. I got a problem with <laughs> pussy. Yeah. I was going to start the podcast off if I got a problem with podcasting. Stalks her. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. She goes, are you following me? He's like, no, I just feel like you're a good dancer. No, you actually are following her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you keep getting fired from, and everybody gets fired from everything they do in this movie. Yeah. And like, he bails her out of prison, like, just. With what money? With what money? His bouncer salary. I feel bad for this fucking guy. Yeah. Um. I don't feel, but he is predatory though. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin was on a fucking tear. Like this guy was Dale Cooper. And the year before he was doing, I mean, big budget family movies. Like he was the bad guy in the Flintstones movie and shit next to a very oh, young, yeah, yeah. very and hot that movie Halle was Berry. Huge. Humongous. That movie Humongous. was like top. I think it was top four that year. Top three or four. 1994. Because I, I, I looked it up the other day for something that I posted. I was like box office 1994, and mm-hmm. it was something Forrest Gump, something, something, and then number five Flintstones or four or five Flintstones. Jesus, that's insane. Um, I remember that my father, like that movie sucked, and that movie sucked, but that movie at least had. There was a lot of Flintstone nostalgia, and it also for kids were just like, okay, I'm having a fun romp. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad was very upset that Rosie O'Donnell was cast as Betty because he's like, people wanted to fuck uh, Betty Rubble. Yeah, Nobody exactly. wants to fuck yeah, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. He was like that. And uh, th- then, I mean, the world at large was like, oh, Halle Berry's a person wearing a cave lady suit like she's she the, was uh, so insane in that movie <laughs> it's it's wild you know what i mean it's absolutely wild um but i mean dale cooper from he's twin coming peaks. off that yeah yeah he's and, coming off that and and twin peaks like which was a literal fucking sensation that like swept the nation where it's like well, he was Lynch's dude. He also, he did Dune in the late 80s, mid 80s. Yep. Blue Velvet, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, nowadays you can get like a television star transitioning to film. It wasn't as common, especially in like the eighties and the nineties. If you were like a TV mm. guy, like Patrick Duffy never like made it to the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like McLaughlin was like on that path and this derailed his career. Um, same thing with, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, like coming off of Saved by the Bell. No, I ruined Elizabeth Berkeley's career. Her manager Ruined. fired her. Uh, didn't fire her. Like he quit the the day after the premiere. She was she yeah she was done. She, she yeah. this ruined her career. Yeah, you're like oh she's still working today. Yes, but she should have been a star. Mm-hmm. And instead, she just was a working had a working. Now she's a Real Housewife or whatever the fuck she does. Like that Something, type of or shit. Dancing with the Stars or reality TV or something. I don't know. It's like just that. reality show equivalent. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only person I think who remains unscathed out of this is Gina Gershon, who yeah. I think is good in this movie. And that whole like. Oh, I couldn't disagree more. Oh, really? She has that odd. Well, she has that odd. And I love Gina Gershon because I just think she's. I, I know there's a lot because she's got that face that it's not universal. Hey, she's beautiful. I get that for yeah, Hollywood yeah. standards. We're talking. I mm-hmm. just think she screams sex. So I've always like I've always loved her. Agreed. But she spends most of this movie sneering in the background, like she's uh, who's the thousand one Dalmatians, like oh, Corella Deville, Corella Corella Deville. <laughs> yeah, she's like making those faces and acting like that and then she has this southern drawl that comes and goes and mostly goes she says like howdy partner and stuff every once in a while yeah, she says darling darling yeah. hey darling yeah darling um, hey darling and they're like oh and she wears a cowboy hat a few times which is odd it is it's a choice it's a very specific choice um but i feel like there is this like she is obviously queer even though she's fucking Kyle MacLachlan. He's like, bi. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like she, she's like a queer woman. And mm-hmm. there is this like horniness between her and Elizabeth Berkeley. And when that's happening, I'm like, if this was the movie like this, I would kind of be into it. Like, uh, but it, it just like, oh, it, no, hap- it should be a lot more concentrated version of that. Yes. And that's what the movie's kind of alluding to the whole time. But I'm like, why are you taking I forgot we should have said this at the beginning. This movie is two hours and ten minutes. It has a hundred and thirty hour sorry, hundred and thirty minute runtime. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most obscene part of this movie. Dude, I, I mean, that's you know why where... they gave it an NC-17 rating? They just saw the runtime. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're going to slap an yeah. NC-17 because I am offended by yeah. how long this movie has to run. Holy shit. No one under the age of 17 has the attention span for this thing anyway. You know Nobody, I mean? like, holy shit. But that, it, and while we're on it, I'm going to bring this up. When Gershon brings her out, brings Nomi out for Crystal, brings Nomi out for lunch and they go to the Riviera, which is like the hilarious, no rich motherfucker in Vegas is going to the Riviera. That's where That's we all the tours hang out. That's like the mall. Yes, yeah. It's the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. The mall. It's yeah. like going to Panda It's gaudy mall. It's like, there's no, it's not the people with millions of dollars in Vegas go out and she goes out there. And by the way, everybody drinking in this movie, they only drink champagne. Like everyone's mm-hmm. drinking champagne the whole time. This mm-hmm. is also not how it operates. And, they have a, and I would describe this as lack of a better, lack of a better descriptor, 
Pacino De Niro diner scene in heat (laughs) sitting down at the table across Mm -hmm. from each other. But the, but the dialogue honestly goes like this. Gershon says, you have great tits. They're really beautiful. And Berkeley says, I like having great tits. Mm -hmm. What do you like about having great tits? What do you like about your great tits? (laughs) I like this about great tits. Do you like brown rice and vegetables? No, I think it it tastes tastes like dog dog food. food. How would you know? I ate dog food. I also ate dog food all the time. And with better performances, Brandon, that could be like a very telling like moment because like maybe these people I think it's better it's the it's the dialogue to me that by the by the way also we should have let off that Berkeley is way in over her head and is completely miscast in this this was a phase of stunt caster they stunt casted her on the heels of of Saved by the Bell so and she like, just wasn't she didn't have it Gershon had it but, but for mm-hmm. her role she couldn't have been the star but she had it for her role yeah who and, uh, they would have picked then I don't know, but she was way in over her head. Do you want and to like know I who said, do you want to know who was up for the role of Nomi? Yes. It, I would it, really like to hear. Okay. Pamela Anderson. So this was like beginning of yeah. Baywatch era, She'd Pamela Anderson. Who who's sexy for it? Because you okay. need someone, whatever. But yes. Okay. Drew Barrymore. Would have been perfect. Angelina Jolie, then unknown. Like then would have been actually the like Gia era Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron coming off the heels of Devil's Advocate. Oh, yeah. And come, yeah, uh, two days in the valley, just mm-hmm. the, like not that long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Jenny McCarthy would have been MTV, horrible. MTV error. And then yeah. the Even one that I, I love, by the way, I should preface this, folks. I just want to be on the record. 1995, Jenny McCarthy, Pamela Anderson. I didn't think there was more perfection than you possible, but I'm talking about acting chops here. I had three posters of like women in my room. Like I had a lot of posters. I had like a big Sean Kemp poster and like a fucking Daryl Strawberry poster. But like, mm. I vividly remember having a barbed wire poster that <laughs> movie that Pamela Anderson was in. Um, a, Jenny Mc- a Jenny McCarthy swimsuit issue fold out and like a Kathy Ireland poster, like in my childhood bedroom around yes. this time. Um, the final one, which I I find interesting, was uh, Denise Richards, who then hadn't really been in anything. Um, what? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What yeah. the fuck are they getting off the Tammy and T Rex? What the fuck are we? What are they getting her off of? Well, I mean, that's kind of the funny thing. Like everything from Paul Verhoeven from here until Hollow Man. Um, if you ever listen to an interview with them, he talks about how little he cares about his actors and their performances. And he just wants them to be stand-ins for like parody. Basically. Well, and that's the thing is that is Elizabeth Berkeley on paper is the perfect get also how, well, uh, Charlize would have been perfect for that as well. Cause she's more statuesque looking, which makes her mm-hmm. more showgirl dancer looking. Yeah. This movie is him He's supposed. He thinks he's making a movie about incredible dancers, except he forgot to hire incredible dancers. I know it's insane, <laughs> or choreographers. Dude. Same choreographer who did uh, striptease the next year. I checked that out today. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and Austin Powers 
Man of Mystery, those dance scenes, which is kind of funny because like when you think about the dance scenes in Austin Powers, they're fucking mm-hmm. janky and spastic and like dumb. Yes. <laughs> and it like kind of reminds me of Elizabeth Berkeley dancing around in this. You know what I mean? Um, well, with this movie, I wrote down in my notes. And if you're a movie geek and you know it well enough, I call this basic instinct, the dance scene, the movie. There's a <laughs> dance scene in basic instinct where uh, Michael Douglas follows. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on her name? The Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone to the. He follows Sharon Stone to the club, and she is with her female lover, and mm. they're dancing all erotic. And then he cuts in, and then they get into this aggressive dance off, and each <laughs> thing that they're doing dancing is really strong, and they're finishing it with literally. <sighs> Hadouken. And it's, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sonic boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, gully, it's, gully, ho. yeah. It's fucking wild. <laughs> and I keep and I started off, I said the word weird 18 times at the beginning of this. I don't want to say this again. I don't want to say bizarre. I don't want to say insane. I don't know what descriptor we're gonna use here, but it's off the walls bananas. That and like when I saw when, and and I but I think Basic Instinct holds up really well as a just goofy, uh, pulpy, like you know five cent pulp novel knows exactly pack. what it is. Kind yeah, of yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As an erotic thriller, it is what mm-hmm. it is. It just owns mm-hmm. what it is really well. This movie, but they took the worst elements of that movie. Mm-hmm. that are glaring i'm telling you if you watch if you sit down you watch basic instinct and i'm not even recommending that you do to the people listening i would because i think it's a good one no what i'm saying but if it if it isn't your shit it isn't your shit so i'm not i'm not yeah. saying hey you need to seek it out but if you do you'll be like wow there's parts of this that are so and you'll go people say that don't really know maybe it's youth or maybe it's just because you don't remember you don't visit movies like fucking dweebs like you and i do yeah Oh, it's so 90s. I'm like, no, it actually isn't. That is just weird. Yeah. It's just odd. That's not how they acted. That's not actually how they acted in movies. That's not how anybody was. It's not how human beings are, you know. No, but no humans on earth at that time acted this way. It's just that somebody made movies and they were allowed, they were somehow given a lot of money and so then we got fooled retroactively when we look back. That's how it was. No, it wasn't how it was. Kind of to to kind of wrap it up, one of the things with Basic Instinct is the plotting does work so well. Same with RoboCop, same with Total Recall. Like mm-hmm. you go from A to B to C to D to E okay, to F to okay. G. Very, very quick. More RoboCop and more Basic Instinct. Less, less. <laughs> Well, like total, total recall. Re- total recall. Like you go from like this is happening to this is happening to this is happening to this is happening. Oh like, yeah, but then you just don't know if you're dream within a dream. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showgirls goes from like she's a drifter coming into Vegas trying to make it to she's a showgirl. Spends an hour and a half. At that. Now we're two hours into the movie, basically. It's 25 minutes setting it up. It spends an hour 20 that she's doing that. Now we're uh, an hour 50 into the fucking movie. Hour 40. It was hour 40 into the movie. Where the plot starts. 
where the plot starts. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, but an hour 40 into the movie, it makes the in again, I'm sorry, we don't use like reuse these terms. I I, I catch myself here, but it makes the wildest left turn swing. Swing you've ever seen. And there is a rape thrown in for good Mm -hmm. measure. Mm -hmm. Why? Because men, because in the whole movie, by the way, I'm bothered by this, that they, they make Nomi whenever somebody implies, I want to fuck you for money. She's like, what the fuck is this? I'm not a whore. Well, it's like, but you're any stripper would be like, Hey, they would just say, I don't do that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you wouldn't, the, the idea of it, you wouldn't be like, so like, Oh my God, I, the gall. What do you mean? The gall? The nerve. She's like, well, every guy here wants to fuck me. Yes. Yeah. That's what you are yeah. doing. Yeah, that's your job. That's literally And your there's assholes job. who overstep, and you go, man, what an asshole. You overstep. But you're going to actually say, I cannot believe that? <laughs> and then her friend finally meets the man of her dreams, and she's like, hey, man, in my dreams, I love you. And he's all flirty back. He goes, by the way, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you and gang rape you with my friends. Yeah. What the f- Why? Yeah, she's already like, hey, man of my dreams, I want to fuck you. And he's like, yeah, hey, I was what? glad I want to fuck you. Dick. And he like beats her up, you know? And horribly. And it's and they let it go on for very long. It's brutal. 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 We're talking irreversible level. Like it's irreversible's runtime with Bellucci's rape scene goes for 10 full minutes. Yeah. Which is and that's a choice, an actual choice by the director. I'm not going to back yeah. it up. I'm not going to bash it. Whatever you want to say. Nope. This is a still. I feel like this is like a two and a half, three minute costing scene. Yeah, followed by like three to five minutes of like the aftermath with her like crawling out of the room into this party, just like bleeding yes. from her vagina Bloody everywhere, and everyone's yeah. just like, <gasps> and, and the, the <gasps> hospital shit, and it's just like. The movie ends. It, okay, the movie ends on the road, but the movie ends basically in the hospital. It's so weird. The, the last they finally so Nomi Berkeley's character finally kisses Gershon mm. after all that tension. Kind of, it's when she's in traction in the fucking hospital. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an and it's a elongated tongue kiss. Yeah. It's the most erotic part of the movie, I will say. It's the like, hottest part of the movie. It's probably. the hottest part of the movie. Yeah. But like, if you wanted to make this movie about this woman will do anything to rise to the top, have her pushing the fucking star off the fucking thing halfway through the movie and make the last half of the movie this. Not yeah, the last- it should have been a minute 45, not a, not an hour 40. I'm sorry, it should have been a yeah, minute 45, not one hour 45. It's in. so bizarre. This movie, again... The spec for it was written on a napkin and sold for $3 million. And then the rest of it was written in apparently 18 hours. And it just feels like it was exclusively written between one o'clock in the morning and six o'clock high on cocaine. Basically the DJ cinema recording session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if like, we ever get to release, uh, I mean, if they get to see our show girls three, not two is already taken. Yeah. Showgirls 3, um, 
It's going to be about the guy with the dreads working at the supermarket, obviously. Oh, I thought it was going to be about the guy jerking off under the table at the club, but yeah. It's just us. (laughs) (laughs) And some strippers saying, I don't know you. Who are you? I don't know you. Who are you? How dare you? You know, you dated me. I fucked you in the asshole like three weeks ago. The goal. The goal. Yep. Yeah. And instead of uh like honking her tits out, like a prolapse asshole comes out and plays the trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every 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 like like the is an asshole coming out. Yeah, it comes out and makes that yeah. like the tuba yeah. noise, yeah. you know. We'll get Bobcat Goldweight to voice it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's wrap like it up with red, our Rex, buddy. Let's yeah, let's wrap he looks like that red haired Muppet. Yeah. What's yeah, his name? What's that right here? Muppet it, guy? It, it's not Pepe the Prawn. It's it's no. like in the 90s, there was a, a Muppet that was made for like the 90s Muppet show who looks yeah. exactly like this fucking guy. It's so crazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll find the oh, picture wait. and we'll put it up on Instagram. But yeah, let's get let's get to the Rex because and by the way, folks, watch this movie if we're gonna have fun. We don't rec- we're not talking about a Rex, we're talking about this movie. We're talking about showgirls. We're not fans of showgirls, but it is fun. It is I've had a lot of fun. It's fun to discuss. I can't deny it. It is fun. Absolutely. To it's it's this crazy little anomaly, and I highly recommend like if it's playing at a theater and like going to see things like um But if you're sitting at home thing. on a Friday night, me and my girlfriend, this is the movie we're gonna watch on Friday. You ruined your Friday. Don't yeah, do don't that. do that. Don't do that. Don't it's do not that. fun. It's not a fun no. watch. No. It's not. Uh <laughs> For Rex, you you want you want to go? I got like no. I you started my, off. I've been starting it off lately. My first is a recent one, which I did that last week as well, I believe. Uh, Damien Chazelle's Babylon, two thousand twenty-two. It came out the tail end of two thousand twenty-two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm a huge fan of and defender of. It, Margot Robbie is in Hollywood. She comes from nothing. She's trying to make it happen. And she gets some, and because she's the hottest person on earth and she's in the right place at the right time, she gets some good breaks and she makes it in the business. And also, it's not just that it follows that same trajectory as Nomi and Showgirls, but it is a messy movie, a very messy movie. Uh, I like it much more than Showgirls. Mm-hmm. I am a big defender of this movie. Same. As you just said, you you really like it. I, I'm looking at right up. now. I don't like to cite this, but I'm just looking in front of me. It's 57% of Rotten Tomatoes. And that feels like if I'm taking the pulse of even other film geeks, how they had it. And I couldn't believe it when I came in. And you know, I, I gave it, for me, three and a half stars percentage. I don't know what I'd give it at. But for me, three and a half stars is you're in my top 10 of the year. Like, mm. I really, really like your movie. And it's that's it. It's fucking messy. And Brad Pitt brings the fucking brad pitt brings what Thomas lockley thought he was bringing dude <laughs> babylon's another movie that like overstays its welcome and when it came out i probably gave it like a three star but then mm-hmm. like a week later i found myself thinking like oh, oh yeah, it's crazy dude, that it movie goes, exists i didn't even i didn't realize i knew it was long in my head i just remember it long it's three hours and ten minutes it's long it's long but and um, it let last hour you feel it like wow this is this is one hour too fucking long but but give it up for damien chazelle the guy could have been like the next spielberg he was like the young guy and he's like no i'm going fucking crazy with my budgets like i'm being an, a crazy person you know so 
Anyways, yeah, Babylon, if you pair it with this, actually, you see, if you said sit down with your girlfriend on a Friday and you're not a big movie person, meaning, or you are a movie person, but you don't, you're not, as, you're not a fucking geek like us. Mm-hmm. So you don't know every movie. What am I going to watch? And I haven't seen it yet. Please watch this instead of Showgirls. Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. Babylon is one of those like studio movies that cost a lot of money with a lot of big stars that you'll and watch. It's a and- giant production. They, poured a ton of money into it a ton wild yeah you will legitimately be thinking like wow it's crazy this exists like the way you when you watch showgirls you're like this is crazy it exists but i don't like this babylon will be like yeah yeah um my first recommendation is more of like a series but the first one is kind of like what showgirls kind of should have been and the better version of it and that's magic mike steven soderbergh's magic mike uh yeah Movie that I thought was just going to be for horny, you know, millennials. And then I was like, oh, this is a good movie. Like, it's, yeah, it's got a lot of like hot dudes taking their clothes off. But I think and magic- it's uh, overly sappy at times, but it is a fun fucking movie. Yeah. And, um, Channing Tatum with his shirt off doesn't get my dick going. I'm mm. a Channing Tatum fan though, but He's I still hot. enjoy this movie. And if you're somebody that gets your dick going or if it gets your clit rubbing in the right direction, I'm telling you, it's fucking fun. And even the girls who are on the side who are there, whatever, they're not being as sexy, but they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Munn is got a major yeah, yeah. role in this. Yeah. And he's Channing Tatum's at his most charming. Mm-hmm. A lot of the cast is. A lot of the cast. And is. Soderbergh directs it with that nice Soderbergh, even um, what do they call it in audio, Andy? Where it's like the room. I'm gonna call it room temperature, like the room. Mm-hmm. What's that like the phrase? tone? Like the room tone. tone? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the room tone that mm-hmm. has that vibe through this. Just like it's soothes you out even though it's a movie about strippers being crazy and chaotic it's not like showgirls abrasive in your face chaotic overwhelming and um bludgeoning your senses it's the opposite yeah and and soderbergh does have those movies that are like really rushed productions low budget and i don't recommend them to everybody he just like i bet (laughs) soderbergh's made two movies by the time we finish recording this fucking episode but like every couple years he makes like um a really like pristine kind of crowd pleaser. And this is more the Soderbergh of oceans 11 and those ocean movies. than it is like the girlfriend experiment or even as a a quick, and I don't want to go on and we'll keep it moving here, but I will say I revisited the oceans movie. I always was an oceans 11 fan just as everybody should be. They're great, but I did not care for the sequels. I revisited the sequels recently and they are, it, very enjoyable. They are not as good as the original, but they are still, they are very enjoyable. And Malkovich it is unfortunate. Is wild in them. It's unfortunate that Magic Mike series wasn't as enjoyable throughout as it should have been. Second one is good. I heard the third one's not so hot. I haven't seen it. The third one yet. is unwatchable. It's is it? Unwatchable. Yeah, I yeah, like the no. second one. I like the second one. What's your second rec? Uh, my second rec, I'm keeping it in the 90s with Showgirls. And I'm, and I'm doing. This movie was famous for stunt casting, just as Showgirls was so big because, uh, I mean, as far as making headlines or as uh, horny teenagers were concerned, it had mm-hmm. the girl from Saved by the Bell show her tits. Poison Ivy, mm. the movie, my second wreck, had Drew Barrymore as the sultry seductress showing her tits. 
Yeah. It's um, an equally bad movie, if not worse than Showgirls. <laughs> I guess I'm not recommending it to watch. But I'm just recommending it as a pairing that goes well as a quote unquote good pair. Oh, um, with <laughs> Showgirls. It's. And I just look at it. I didn't even know. I forgot this. I remember. I remember that it had it's, it co-starred Sarah Gilbert, who is the daughter from Roseanne, yep. and it also has Tom Skerritt and oh, Leo. Oh wow! I forgot Leo Dio was in that movie. That's, I don't remember. So I don't remember Leo Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. I haven't uh, even. This is a movie I said I'm. I'm recommending. I haven't seen the movie since since the mid '90s. Mm. Uh, but I'm just on on pure straight taking a child actor turned famous person stunt casting in a sexy movie and it's a 90s sexy sultry movie poison ivy yeah man that's i mean we're gonna cover other kind of films of the same ilk like inevitably we're gonna be doing wild things and and movies like that they were like Definitely. cruel intentions was one of them even though that didn't have tits but it's like there were just those well, that's a movies. PG-13 movie, though, Cruel Intentions. Yeah, but you get to see, like, the hot chick from Buffy and, like, this other hot chick, like, tongue each other in it. What's that? Behoorish. Behoorish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Poison Ivy falls in that. Poison Ivy also has so many direct-to-video sequels. It's like, there's, like, six of those movies. It's, it's I know, and I know the second one had Jamie Presley, and that's what actually what propelled wow. Jamie Presley to fame, who was unspeakably hot back then and it just was like okay you're so hot just get you on camera and now you're just gonna be just like uh mm-hmm. people forget tara reed mm-hmm. was in like Bombshell. ridiculously gorgeous when she was young and then you just need to get her on camera and actually denise Richards was the same all the, they, they were like it doesn't matter your level of uh you're gonna be a star kid <laughs> yeah yeah you, just like you 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 got the heat just like know me no he's got the heat <laughs> all right what's your what's your rec i'll keep one? it in the 90s too man um a movie made by some filmmakers who um ended up making one of the most influential films of all time um the matrix but before that the uh the wachowskis made a little movie called bound starring oh, Jennifer great Tilly. yeah great wreck and yeah. And Gina Gershon. And Gina Gershon. You know what makes everything a little bit better, Brandon? Joy nice, pants. Nice pair of pants, bro. A nice yeah, yeah, snug yeah, yeah. pair of pants. Uh, um, yeah. Joe Pantoliano, even though um, it might be Gina Gershon's best on-camera performance, mm-hmm. she's insanely committed. Uh, Jen Tilly is nothing to shake it at, though. Jen Tilly brings it. And I honestly think Pantoliano might be just a notch in the pants better than mm-hmm. them. Not but the all of the all of them bring ridiculously wonderful performances. And this is this laid the groundwork for the Wachowskis, uh, who were then the Wachowski brothers, but like mm-hmm. whatever, like it yeah. doesn't matter, get into there. But it laid the groundwork for them being loose with Genre. This is before we're using terms like on the spectrum of sexuality mm-hmm. and everything. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 
just let it know. And you watch it, you go, oh, wow. Well, Gina Gershon, she's hot as fuck. It's a chick from Showgirls. Oh, she's a lesbian. And she's like a, what they would say then, quote unquote, like Butch Dyke. A bull dyke. You know, yeah, 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 lesbian, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, she's yeah. Butch. And Jennifer Tilly's a lipstick lesbian. Tilly's like, oh, she's yeah. like a damsel in distress. Yep. And Joe yep. Banton, uh, Joey Pants is a piece of shit asshole who's just screaming the whole time at them. And it's a wonderfully shot movie. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of twists. It's got a lot of wonderful '90s twists and turns that mm-hmm. only erotic thrillers, only thrillers, but especially erotic thrillers of the '90s possessed these qualities and pulled it off. One one thing with I believability. Love, one thing I love about I I still like stand for the Wachowskis a lot. I like Speed Racer. I like a lot of their later movies mm-hmm. that people kind of shit on. I love how fast and loose they play with their inspirations. Um, the way Tarantino famously did. I, I think some of theirs are a little more interesting and don't translate to live action as well. But when they do, they do. Like the first Matrix, especially with kung fu films and anime. Um, if you like old Billy Wilder and Orson Welles noir movies, there's so much of that inbound, but it is brought mm-hmm. into the 90s. And I don't think any film of the 90s did the film noir thing better and also like as subversive. Like when the Wachowskis came out as as being trans women, everyone was like, you know, especially the frat bros with the Matrix posters and the the red pill like guys, you know, like. We're like, oh, my God. And it's like, are you surprised that the people who made these movies like Bound and The Matrix where it's like, what if I told you the life the Matrix you're was living? clear, like everybody was um, yeah. uniformly sexuality. You know what I mean? Like we don't have we were just like uniformly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It was there from the get-go, and and I love Bound. I, I stand for that movie. Maybe a future episode. You know what I mean? Who knows? So, uh, what's so, your final wreck? My last wreck is a very bad movie. Staying in with Showgirls being a very right. bad movie. I like it. But this and it and it's also one of those movies that became famous for being bad, mm-hmm. and now they're kind of like, oh, they maybe knew they were being bad, but obviously it was no. It's one of the most famous bad movies of all time. 2003's Tommy Wiseau's uh, The Room. You know, Peace de Resistance, The Room. And one of those movies, if you sit down with your girlfriend on a Friday with some popcorn in the bowl, this is what we're going to watch, you're going to be disappointed. You go to the movie theater with everyone hooting, hollering, knowing what to expect, and queuing you up. It's almost like you need a live studio audience for these types mm-hmm. of movies. I, my last wreck is Rocky Horror, and we'll just talk about this little or in conjunction with the same thing. Yeah, same we're thing. saying the same thing. The same thing. Why? Why? Like why it's applicable? Why you like it? And I don't want to get into either the merits mm-hmm. of either film. Yep. But I'm telling you, you sit down with, if you sit down on your laptop, if you're somebody who watches movies on your laptop, you're like, I'm going to, everyone says the room is hilarious. I'm no. going to watch the room. You're going to have a terrible time. <laughs> no. 
You're going to think people are crazy for telling you to watch The Room. You're not going to get it. But I will say the difference between the two is that The Room is like a movie made by somebody like aliens who thought they were acting what humans acted like. Mm -hmm. And that's very much like Showgirls is an alien's interpretation. Present day, you would say AI's interpretation. But Mm -hmm. back in the 90s, you say this would be like aliens trying to act like what they thought a strip club was or what they thought sex was. The the first time I saw The Room, I was the guy who, you know, read probably like, um, you know, like a Collider article or something talking about like best cult movies of all time. And I was yes. like, oh, I, should, yeah. I, should, I should know all these. I should just have them in my lexicon, you know, to like pull mm-hmm. out. And I, I put The Room on and I'm like, fuck anyone who ever told me to watch this fucking movie. Probably the same way people who turn on Showgirls, like after hearing mm-hmm. it's, it's reappropriation. Um, and then, uh, again, like I like going to midnight movies. Rocky Horror was a huge, huge part of my life since I was very little. My my mom was one of the people back in the, uh, the early 70s who was way into David Bowie and Lou Reed and stuff and, you know, wore makeup and was into glam rock um, when it came over to America. And then that transitioned into, you know, some of those people started really getting into Rocky Horror because it tapped into that. So the first time I saw Rocky Horror, I was a little kid. I saw it in a movie theater and I was like, this is this is crazy. Yeah, like this is crazy. I've never seen people act like this in public. Um, Do you love Sarandon? Dude, Sarandon's so hot in that movie. She's so hot. She's so hot. I movie. actually, but I'm somebody who, like, I never got to experience Sarandon being hot until, like, later. I did see Rocky Horror at a young age. What about uh, Witches of Horror? That wasn't a movie for you growing up? Yeah, I just still did. She was still old lady Bull Durham to me. Oh, wow. I, I, I think she's hot in Witches of Eastwick because it's like her, Cher, and Pfeiffer, and it's like the three kinds of- This is of- what you're missing, though, is that she is, but as a 10-year-old kid, she isn't. Okay. As a 10-year-old kid, I need to see I need to see Pam Anderson. That's what's hot. True. You know what I mean? True, That's true, what's true. hot, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't understand hot. I don't understand the nuance of, like, mm-hmm. soft edges on a woman's face and whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. ooh, like, I actually can literally jerk off to a finely shaped nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I legit, if a girl has a wonderful profile and her nose is perfect, I'm like, I can get hard from that. Mm-hmm. I can't when I'm fucking... Nine, eleven, whatever you want to say. But in Rocky so Horror, did, but, you see like but, her her cut abs, and you're and like, her body's like, yeah, and her body's banging, abs, like, oh, just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and it, that I, I, that's a fun fucking movie. Still holds up for fun. And mm-hmm. if you can ever get the chance, and obviously it is the most famous, see it within midnight crowd movie. But it is for a reason, folks. Sometimes the classics are classics for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah, I, you know what? I'm sorry, Journey sucks. Don't stop believing in the right crowd is fun. Yeah, a thousand percent. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> what I again, like, since Rocky Horror was such a big part of my life, I uh, I used to like anytime like something was playing at midnight, and I was over the age of like 16. My friends, I'd be like, let's go, let's go. So, you know, I saw John Waters movies at a young age, and like okay. in high school and stuff like that. Uh, and pink flamingos was almost my wreck here you know um yeah and then i saw like the room was playing at one of those theaters that does that and i was like the debbie downer who was like dude i don't want to go see the fucking room 
I've seen the room. It's bad. Yeah. And then I went and saw it with like 60 other people. It was fun, man. And again, like that's a movie. If you have like 12 people who are like, let's watch the room. Everyone has to be in the vibe to watch that specific thing. Um, and if let's you're be honest, of- it's a Friday or Saturday night, and those are the only fucking windows we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Sure, if we're talking, I'm talking with friends, but if we're yeah. talking like in a theater, it can be any night. But if yep. you, if it's a the room is playing Tuesday at 4 p.m., skip that showing. Yeah, yeah. Go to the room at after nine o'clock. That's like it when has you have to be go. night. It has yeah. to be. Yeah, and I mean, again, let's bring it back and wrap up the episode. Yes. Maybe that will be Showgirls and that is Showgirls currently for no, some I, I'll be the asshole in the corner crossing my arms saying no. I will yeah. be. <laughs> until you do it. Until you do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know. maybe. Maybe. It only I've hurts been the wrong. first time. <laughs> I've been wrong about movies a lot in my life that Maybe I... Boys. Black hat. <laughs> yeah. But like I... I mean, those are even mild. Like, I went from I hate them to like those are decent. I've been wrong. Stockholm syndrome, so where I held you down and told you they're masterpieces. I've, for I, I exactly like uh, <laughs> what the Malcolm McDowell movie. Why am I drawing a blank? Clockwork Orange. Uh, Clockwork Orange. Keep my okay. eyeballs open, taped open. That's what you mm-hmm. did to make me watch those Michael Mann movies. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, now I learned to love them. Hey, I'm <laughs> now I learned to I'm love changed. the bomb. I'm changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop worrying and love the fucking bomb. Doctor Bombay and how I stopped worrying and learned to love Miami Vice 2002. Um. <laughs> uh, but what I was getting at quickly is, and you know, like I, oh, I'm wrong about movies often. Yeah, everyone Meaning, is. I'm more right than I'm wrong. I am. I'm more right than I'm wrong, but I'm I right. am wrong often. Mm-hmm. Meaning, at a twenty percent clip, whatever you want to put in that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's so I'm very open to say, hey, I'm wrong. Showgirls. I've been living with this movie for so many, literally decades. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with <laughs> definitively saying, go fuck yourself if you're going to tell me this is a great movie and whatever, but. I will say, yes, a good time can be had with a crowd. I mm-hmm. will still not walk away and say, wow, what a what a masterpiece. I just didn't understand the trash piece it was. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I'm happy we started the year 2024 out with such a bang here at DGen Cinema Podcast. Please remember to follow us on all podcast providers, whatever you listen to us on. Give us a rating on Spotify. Give us a review on Apple Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at DGen Cinema Podcast. And if you want to reach out to us directly, you can email us at DGenCinema at gmail.com. And you know what, Brandon? It's nice to finish a podcast without someone coming on us. Well, I was going to say, and if you're going to jerk off, keep it under the table. Always keep it under the table. And wear a loose pair of pants. (laughs) 